His love, His great love has lifted us and put us on the rock of Jesus Christ and given us hope and eternal life and salvation. We can rejoice in His great love. Let's sing it all together. Love lifted me. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. just a few minutes, we're going to have our dear brother Adel Ackel, our senior pastor, bring us the message from the Word of God today, and Gloria is going to play a beautiful piano solo for us, but before we continue with the announcements and the rest of the meeting, we're going to ask our brother Sonny Cruz to come up and open the meeting in prayer.
Good morning. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you that, we, that you have given us this opportunity, opportunity to be here in your house, to praise you, to worship you, and to say thank you for all that you have done in our lives. Father, we thank you that you left your throne in heaven to come down here on earth to justify us, to save us from our sins. And Lord, we thank you for the transformation of our lives. And Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters who are not here to join us this morning. We pray that you would visit them Comfort them, heal them, and raise them up and bring them back to us. And Lord, we do pray a special prayer for Ethan, that you will be with the doctor. Bless the doctor's hands to perform, to perform this surgery, Lord. And bless the Patagon family as well. And Lord, we pray also for our Pastor Edo as he stands behind the cross. We pray that the message will touch our Holy Spirit and also help us to apply it to our daily lives. And Lord, we also pray for Gloria as she plays this sweet melody. May it lift our Holy Spirit up as well. Lord, we thank you. We just pray for the rest of this day. Bless the second service. And we ask all of this in your name we pray. Amen. We'll have a few announcements. Uh, Michael Puzan and Sonia are taking church pictures for Mother's Day. So if you, have, if you can do it this afternoon, please go back into the little area there between Adel and Sylvia's offices, the little lobby area, and they've got all the cameras set up and you can get your picture taken really quick. And so if you can't do it today, though, please sign up with Sonia. When will be a time that she can have your picture taken so we can have a wonderful slideshow on Mother's Day. And of course, following that up, we'll have Father's Day. So that'll be coming shortly as well. Uh, tomorrow night, there will be a choir practice at 6 o'clock. Now at 7, we would normally have the women's dinner, but we're going to postpone it. Sorry, ladies, it'll be postponed till next month. However, you get to have Bible study, which is really a richer thing because... It's better than earthly food, right? As good as that Panda Express is, it can't compare to the food of the Word of God, right? So that is your consolation, but that is a good thing. So there'll be a women's uh, Bible study here in the sanctuary and a men's prayer meeting in the fellowship room also at 7.30 tomorrow. On Wednesday night, we'll have our worship team 
practice at 5 o'clock and choir at 6, and then we have our sweet night, as we call it. Ada loves to call it that. It is. It's our video and dessert night, and we look forward to that. It'll be at 7.30, so come for that. We'll have some really great fellowship and treats at that time. Thursday, there'll be the women's study at 10 o'clock, and then the Friday group meetings. Also, don't forget, though, there will be a men's dinner. We are going to have that next Monday, the 22nd, so you can sign up with Jim Hyde or Rick Punzo and pay your $10 for the men's dinner. That'll be on the 22nd. And then our potluck lunch. How many had a great time with that potluck we had? Oh, yes. Great food, great fun, great fellowship. There's always that. And that's the one thing I've noticed over the years in Christianity. The food is great, but the fellowship is even greater. And when you get together and have a meal together, it is, it's a wonderful thing. And we're going to do it on a regular basis. And so this month of April, it'll be on the 28th, and so it'll be a blessing. Also on the 28th, Randy Ackle is going to be our speaker. We look forward to that. So we're now going to ask Gloria to come, and she's there, and she's going to give us the solo. And then following that, Brother Adel will bring us the message. Thank you.
Thank you, Gloria. Beautiful. Good morning. Yeah, we still we still have a minute for morning. Let's open our Bibles to the letter of Paul to the Romans and chapter eight. I was telling Sylvia, we've been so busy this week, I said, Sylvia, on Friday, I don't have a message. What do you think I should talk about? She said, honey, why don't you talk about 828, Romans 828? And she gave me an idea, but this is the deal. I want to make a deal with you. <laughs> if you like the message, if you don't like the message, blame Sylvia. <laughs> if you like the message, praise me. <laughs> Where is God in this? <laughs> May God help us to stay close to him. And we will, would like uh, us all to praise God for his message. Do we have 828 all together? Okay. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to, his, to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And whom he predestined, these he also called. And whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Verse 31, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us. If God is for us, who is against us? If you want a title, I'll give you a title. God for us. God's provision for his own, that is his children, is spelled out and it is clear and very encouraging to each and every believer. And the language that is used is very easy. It reaches back into the past to include his eternal purpose, his coming through Jesus Christ into our world, implemented in the love and sacrifice he's done on the cross of Calvary. And then it moves into the present, what we go through and what we read. We go through many things for our own good, and then with God keep, keeping power, we survive, and it sweeps us over to eternity, to the years of, that we're going to spend with the Lord Jesus Christ. What a plan, huh? What a plan God has devised for us. That's his love. This is why we read, for God so loved the world. He loved us. You know, there is a couple of words 
that uh, the message, the message, uh, uh, I'd like to read what 828 in the message says. That's why we can be so sure, let's do this, that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Every detail. And today, I will try to abide by the clock. And God is for us. I want to share with you two points. God is faithful. Can we say amen to that? Okay. And then, the second word I want to use for you is you. God loves you. Verse 28 begins with that God works for the good of believers in all things. What is the meaning if we take all things? God works in all things. Not just isolated incidents for our own good. You're going to hear that many times, but let it be inscribed and carved in our hearts that God works for your own good. He never meant to hurt you, nor to disappoint you. It may be heartbreak sometimes, disappointment, frustration, or an attack of the evil one. All things, good and bad, bright and dark, sweet and bitter, easy and hard, happy and sad, prosperity and poverty, health and sickness, calm and storm, comfort and suffering, life and death, yes, are working together for our own good. And with God, you know one thing? With God, there are no accidents. Amen. And we wonder, what good can come out of it? Some, so many times. What good can come out of it? We had a, a situation last week. And they say, what good can come out of it? Satan, the devil, devises all kinds of interruptions in the life of the believers. But rest assured of one thing. Even the church, because the church is made of believers, children of God, whatever he wants, he tries to destroy, <coughs> he tries to divide, he tries to strike and strike hard, but he goes back a defeated foe. Because he who is with us is greater than he who is in the world. Do you believe that? Yes. Amen. Notice also that he can turn every present circumstances into a long-range good. The pain you go through for two, three days, two, three months, Whatever he decides, right? Okay. Uh, you're unemployed, say, for one year, two years, or 10 days, or 15 days, or whatever. That's in his own eyes, short range. 
and then he'll come up with a solution that will last for a long range. Our God is a long-range God. He works for now, he works for tomorrow, and for the distant future. In fact, he worked throughout eternity to give us a life unequaled anywhere. And he promises it's not for everybody, too. What does it say? Those who love the God. Those who are according to his purpose. Those who are living a true life. Those who are saved. And if you're sitting in your chair this morning, and I miss so many today, I hope they get well, especially little Ethan. May the Lord uh, heal him quickly. And those, if you're sitting there and you know that you are saved, you should be rejoicing. Because God is taking care of you. And those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, I invite you this morning to bow your head, sitting in your seat, and say, Lord Jesus, I know I am not saved. I am not your child yet. I give you my heart. Please save me. And I would like to become a child, your child. And then you will know immediately that all things will start working for your own good. You won't be anymore at the mercy of the devil. You will be in the hands of a merciful God. So do that while sitting in your seat. You remember that Joseph, how many people remember the story of Joseph? I think, okay. All right. Joseph could look back over his life, how he was treated by his brothers, thrown in the pit, sold to the Midianites, who in turn sold him to the house of Pharaoh, accused of fornication and thrown into prison, a life that was filled with disappointments and sufferings, yet he could say to his brethren who were responsible for his misery, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. Amen. He never means, God never means to torture you. This is not our God. This is not the God I know and you know. The God we know as a merciful, loving, and kind, and full of joy for his people. That is, if we live according to his will. The sovereign God is working on our behalf. And we are the beneficiaries, the recipients. Those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And I say this, and I guarantee you this, the word of God will never fail. And listen to the word of God, what it says. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with temptation 
he will provide the way to es of escape and more so that you may be able to endure it. He will not let you take more than you can take. Amen. That's our God. Someone said, God is watching the furnace you are in. He will not allow the heat to become too intense. He wants it great enough to purify you, and then it will be withdrawn. Aren't we experiencing that? How many times you said, wow, I'm, I'm dead, right? I can't take it anymore. And the Lord says, a little bit more. It's too hot. It's too much. It's choking. choking. A little bit more. Lord, I'm dying. It's not. He does this so the love of God is complete in your life. And the personality he wants you to be will change to be the personality after God's own heart. He's working. He's working in the church. And people, people said, they say, well, where is God? I mean, God does not interfere in, in these little things. Remember what I said. God is the God of every detail in your life. Amen. Every detail. And one day I was riding in Bart going to work, and I said, Rick Punsu was, we used to go together. He used to go to college, and thank God for those who go to college. And he used to go to college, and I went in Bart, and yes, I said very nicely that morning, it was about six o'clock. Six o'clock, we were at Bart, you can tell what time we got up. So you, if you think you're getting up at seven, no, no, seven is too late. Start early and go to church, go to work, go to, go do whatever it is. And I said, you know what? I have prayed this morning for God to interfere in every detail in my life. And I was so happy with that, right? Little I knew that for the next six months, I was experiencing the most intense experience in my life. But you know what? When it was over, I look back, I said, Lord, how did I live without this experience? It made me a better man. And if you're going through anything, know very well, whatever the case, I want to encourage you this morning, whether it's sickness, a job, at school, anything that you are facing, anything, it's so intense. And you said, I prayed God this morning and I told you to give me some business and then he doesn't give you anything. He is turning it on more until, until his image is in your face, until you become the man according to God's own heart. And then say, thank you, Lord, for the experience. Our life is made out of many experiences. And don't think that, well, hey, I'm, I'm reached there. You see, I'm a good guy. I'm a good Christian. I come to every meeting in the church. But God wants to deal with your character, maybe, with other things, with your dealing with people. Well, I don't know. But I know one thing. Everything that you go through, believer, it's for your own good. That's what we are talking about. Rest assured, you are sheltered during any experience in his arms. 
And those who cling to him, you know what the Bible says? No harm shall befall them. So rest. Rest the weight of all your anxieties upon God. For you are always in his care. If you want to know where it is, 1 Peter 5, 7. So I am confident that we as children of God will be able one day to look back over our lives and say, all of this worked for our own good. Faithful is he. We said God is faithful who calls you and he also will bring it what? To pass. Amen. There's a story I read about a preacher of the gospel during the dark days of England. His name was Bernard Gilpin, a faithful servant of God, accused of heresy in England before Bishop Bonner. And he was on his way to London to be prosecuted for trial. His favorite words were always, all things are for the best. Can we say that? All things are for the best. On his journey, he broke his leg. Can you? The guy won't go into to death, and then on top of that, he broke his leg. His favorite words were, all things are for the best. All things. One of them, uh, bystanders and mocker, he said to him, is, uh, is all for the best now? He replied, I still believe so. And so it proved. For before he was able to resume his journey, Queen Mary died. And instead of going to London to be burned, he returned home in triumph to preach the word of God for the rest of his life. God is faithful, and his faithfulness endures forever. All things work together for good. The second point, quickly, God loves you. God loves you. God is for the Christian, regardless of what you think about yourself. His love is forgiving, sacrificial, and his love is inexhaustible. His love is beyond measure and, above everything, is eternal. Man loves for a certain period. Man loves according to the condition. But God loves regardless is eternal. Many of us go through hardships during the course of our journey, which is true. And this could cause some to fear that Christ has abandoned us, but it is impossible to be separated from him. It is impossible. His death for us is enough proof that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Nothing can stop his constant presence with you, with you, and with you, with all of us. He is constantly with us for good. You've been chosen. As we read, you've been chosen by him. Listen to verse 29, which says, well, let, let me abbreviate it. First of all, from eternity, he foreknew us. He knew us 
though we never knew him. And secondly, he predestined us. You know what he predestined us? Many people try to translate it. Now, no. But let me tell you what he predestined us. And this is the true interpretation. To become fully like our blessed Lord. So we can look like his son. He conformed us to the image of God's son. That's what we are predestined to be. Children of God. Christians. Believers. Whatever happens, remember, God wants you to look like him. It's a challenge, isn't it? In everything. And he, he, he did more. He called us. What's the meaning? The meaning, when he called you, you accepted the call. And you followed him. And then when you accepted the call, you became a true Christian. And those who refuse it, they'll be gone. You become a true Christian after that. He said, I want to show you more. I want to justify you. I am going to count no sin against you. I am going to forgive you for everything. You are justified. And then said, I have something for the future for you. And listen to that. I am going to be, glorify you with me forever and ever. What an inheritance. Are you looking forward? I am. Are you looking forward to spend eternity with Jesus Christ who died on you? I am. And I hope he comes in today. You have, what shall we say to this? Then, if God is thus, has thus manifested his love by dying on the cross of Calvary. What shall we say here? And let me repeat, what then shall we say to that? These things, if God is for us, who is against us? Do you have God? Do you believe that whatever happens in your life is for your own good? If you believe so, no one can stand in your way. And those who fight you, those who are against you, those who mock you, though you have a broken leg like our preacher there, he went back and continued preaching. Nothing is compared to the joy of serving the Lord Jesus Christ and living for him. Verse 33. Who is the one who condemns? Who's the one who condemns? People say many things about you, right? Talk about you. Look, this is what they said about me. You know, it doesn't matter what people say about you. What matters is what God says about you. This is always, don't let anybody disturb you. What matters is what he says. God is faithful. God is merciful. God is loving. God is kind. You say, well, my sins are great. You don't know. You don't know the sins I have. It's an excuse. The thief on the cross had many sins, right? He didn't have time to confess them. But he confessed that 
Jesus is Lord, and in that, that he is able to save anyone that comes to him. What happened to the thief there? Jesus assured him, today you will be with me in paradise, right? Right. So don't use that excuse, and don't let Satan mislead you to take you to hell and his angels to be with him. Ah, I tell you one thing. He will defend you before Satan, before the demons of this world. He will stand for you. He's your attorney. Besides, he's my attorney, and I have attorney here sitting on my left side. He's our attorney. He never lost a case, Dave. Then, what does he say? Let every voice be silenced. Every accusation be hushed. I know, I know God is for me. Our standing in Christ is complete and our justification is unchangeable. Whatever people say about you, no matter who is torturing you, they cannot change one word of what God has pronounced regarding you. And no one shall pluck them out of my hand. All things, what? Work for good. All things. Now the apostle and his, we didn't read it all. Now the apostle triumphantly challenges any possible circumstance or personal being in this life or the life, the next life, to attempt to separate the believer from the love of God in Jesus Christ. You are his. You are in his arms. You, he has died for you. Would he abandon you now? He died for the church and shed his blood for the church. Would he abandon the church? And he is, he pointed as if he, this I imagine God, as if he pointed a finger and look at you, Mike back there, he says, he who touches you, touches the apple of my eye. Why are you sad? Why are you walking with your, head, with your head low? Stand for Jesus and walk in the newness of the life has given you. If you are saved, you are with the best people in the world. Let me tell you one thing. So many people visit churches. So many people, they don't like the kind of worship we have or other churches, but let me say this, and you can quote me. We honor the Lord Jesus Christ in this place. We live by the word of God. We preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and every person who is saved and believe in that is a child of God. And those who do not believe and call us cultists or call us names, okay, they can have it. They are living out there away from God 
in the hands of the evil who is the enemy of the church of God. And you, you are worshiping with the nobles, with the best people in the world because they have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. They have been called and they said yes. They have been sanctified. They have been justified and you're going to be glorified. Stand there and go forward with Christ and don't let anybody, anybody take you as a slave. The enemies and slaves are outside the church and the people who are liberated and out of jail, if you will please, their chains has been broken. This is you and you are inside the church within the veil. The Apostle Paul, I says, my search is finished. I don't care. We are going to make slaves out, out of uh, our enemies. We are going to disregard those who slander us and concludes he ransacked the universe. He looked all over for something that might conceivably separate us from the love of God and dismisses every possibility one by one and says no one can separate us from the love of Christ. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. And I, let me read a couple of verses here for you. And whatever happens, he says in verse 37, in all these things, we are more than conquerors who Christ who loved us. For I am convinced, I finished the search. I have looked at every place. I have conducted uh, uh, the analysis, and the result is, let me tell you the result is, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, read it up there, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, in case I forgot any insects, ins okay. Insects, no any other created thing, did we forget anything, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a love story, huh? Is there a better love story? For we know altogether that all things work together for good to them that love God. Do you love God? You are safe. But if you don't know the love of God, I invite you this morning with all my heart, Lord Jesus, I want to be in and out. I want to take you as Savior. I want to be secure with you. It's enough. I'm living in fear. I'm living in sin. I take you as my Savior. And then you can say with all the Christians, all things work for our good. And this shall pass. Amen. God bless you. And let's bow our heads for prayers. Our God and our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this, this word, this your word, and we love you. Thank you for your promises. 
Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for every person who accepted you. And we pray that you give us more zeal, more encouragement, so we can continue the journey until our crowning day. And we pray for those who do not know you to open their hearts at this moment and take you as Savior. And then they'll be shielded from this dangerous world. We pray that you dismiss us, take us home safely. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. The meeting is over. Now if you judge in your heart that it wasn't good, blame my wife. And if it's so good, say, Adel, you're great, yeah. May God help me.